You're listening to Insights for Living with Pastor Boju Oyemade. Pastor Boju is the senior pastor of the Covenant Nation. All right, let's um, start from Luke chapter 9. Luke chapter 9, verse 23 to verse 25. The Bible says here, And he said unto them all, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily, and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever will lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it. For what is a man advantaged if he gain the whole world and lose himself or he or be cast away so he says what for what advantaged all right what is a man advantaged if that man gains the whole world and the person loses himself or herself. Now, so this evening I want to briefly talk about uh, finding your path. In other words, not losing yourself and your sense of identity in this world. What the scripture therefore is inferring is that even if you gain the whole world, and who you really are is lost. In other words, your true identity is lost. What profit does it have to you as a person? Uh, uh, the Bible says that no man knows the things of a man, 1 Corinthians and chapter 2, except the spirit of that man that is in him. And that no man knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Right? So, 2 verse 11. Let's read that again. It says, For what man knoweth the things of a man except the Spirit of that man which is in him? Even so, the things of God Knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. So you have your own things. The same way the fingerprint of every single person differs. All right? They can even be twins. Their fingerprints will differ. God wants you to leave your own prints of your own soul upon this world, all right, that he has created. And he doesn't want you in the pursuit of certain things or the wrong pursuit of things. Now, all those things that people pursue might be legitimate, but there's a wrong way of going about it. 
And when you go about it that wrong way, then the person loses themselves. In other words, you might take the, the, the personality of somebody else upon your own self. Uh, you might get swayed by peer pressure such that you start uh, saying uh, and behaving in ways that are not really true to you because you don't want to suffer rejection. Uh, you want to have a sense of belonging. So you are squeezed out of your true identity and you are therefore not following your own convictions and the deepest impressions there. And with that, you can never experience joy. Neither can you ever be really satisfied inside your heart, regardless of what, all right, is placed round about you. In fact, when Satan told Jesus in Luke chapter 4 and verse 6, when in his second temptation, he said to him, showed him, all right, let's start from verse Verse 5. And the devil took him to a high mountain and showed unto him the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And in verse 6, the devil said unto him, All this power will I give thee and the glory of them, for it has been delivered unto me to whomsoever I will I give. And verse 7. If thou will therefore, if therefore thou will worship, if thou therefore will worship me, all shall be thine. In other words, what Satan was really after was the soul of Jesus and said, look, you can have all these. Uh, but what I really want is your soul. Uh, and so it tells us, and, and that's why it says that if you will lose your life for my sake, take up your cross. In other words, the person that has taken up their cross, uh, have a, they have a conviction inside their hearts about their life. And based on that, they'll be rejected by friends. Uh, they'll be rejected, all right, by people. Uh, and they're willing to go through that rejection. They're willing to suffer that in order to live out of themselves the very things that they believe. They are ready to walk that path alone. Uh, that lonely path there for a while. Just like uh, the Bible tells us about Moses. Uh, the scripture says that he had respect to the recompense of reward. So he gave up the treasures of Egypt and its pleasures. Because he saw something ahead. And he was willing as a person to stop being called. All right, now let's go to first. Now you see this battle for his soul here. All right, now. By faith, Moses, when he was become of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. That he just said, this is no longer who I am. And he refused that. And this was wealth that was attached to it, prominent status. He said, I'm no longer doing this. Now look at the next verse here. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. All right, that were there in that kingdom. And the Bible says, esteeming the reproach of Christ 
greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, and he looked to the reward. In other words, anytime you make a decision based on your own conviction and your own values within, that I am not compromising my values within, all right, in order for advantage, uh, look, there is going to be ultimately a reward for you in life. And everybody has to go through this path. In other words, this is what you, you just have to, I'm going to explain, have to understand that this is what really lies deep. It's just like uh, uh, David also, when he wanted to kill Goliath, they gave him the salt ammo. And he said, look, this is not me. Uh, this is not who I am. I, I am not. And there are many people that are wearing other people's garments. In other words, this is not their true identity. Uh, this is not who they really are. And the truth is, anybody who follows through on uh, the deepest convictions inside your heart all right, and I'll show this. There's no strife. There's nothing involved in this. Deepest convictions inside your heart. You follow through on that under God. In other words, walking in love under God and the authority of God, presenting things to God Himself and talking to God about it. That person, all right, is going to succeed big time on the earth. Now, many people. What's keeping them in darkness? And many people have been intimidated out of even their conviction. Let me just show something here. Isaiah chapter 49. Let's just look at this. Or, or first, let's look at Romans chapter 12 verse 1. So the world will always have a different expectation for you. In other words, people have certain expectations over your life. Uh, you hear things like people say, that, I'm, I'm really disappointed in you. I thought, I mean... Did we come to live to your expectations? I mean, people will say it as though, you know, you have you to live. A, I, I'm honestly, I'm really disappointed in you. I, I, I you know, I, it's all this manipulation, all right? I, and people say things, all right? And look, let me just say this to you. You can't walk through life and fulfill destiny without losing relationships. It's not, it's not like that, all right? Okay? If 20 people are friends for 20 years, there's no conviction. All right? There's no way you will not do it without losing relationships. Uh, there's no way you will not, that in the pursuit of it, people will not have a different expectation, all right, over your life and your decision to go in a certain way will not be pleasing to them. So the world will have a different expectation. I want to show where the strength comes from. All right? And will seek either to seduce you in a direction that they want you to go or to intimidate you into accepting their own position or their own opinions. So it's either by seduction, all right, and if you don't agree to that, then it will be by intimidation. It wants to squeeze you, as the Bible says, the world wants to squeeze you into its own mold. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 says, don't be conformed to, sorry, verse 2, don't be conformed to this world. Uh, that word conform means don't let this world squeeze you into its mold. But be transformed 
The word transformation is what is inside you, bring it out through the renewing of your mind. So be transformed. Don't allow the world to squeeze you into his mold. So when Jesus said, carry that cross, he knew the price, all right, you are going to pay in terms of you, okay, picking up the cross and following him. And I just want to show something here. While I was meditating, I saw this. Now, I'm just showing you this about how, let me just show this here. Now, this was Jairus in Luke chapter 8, verse 51. This was Jairus. And when he came into his house, he suffered no man to go in except Luke chapter 8, verse 51 except Peter, James, and John, and the father and the mother of the maiden. And all wept and bewailed her, but he said, Weep not, she is not dead, she sleepeth. And they laughed him to scorn, knowing that she was dead, and they put him all out. And he took her by the hand, called her, saying, Maid, arise. And the spirit came again, and she arose straight away and commanded to give her rest. And her parents were what? Astonished. And he charged them that they should tell nobody what was what? Done. In other words, the instruction was no testimony. Are you following what I'm saying? Okay. I want to show you something here. If we go back. All right. Now, Luke chapter 8, this chapter before. And the whole multitude of the country, verse 37, whole multitude of country of Gadarenes round about besought him to depart from them. For they were taken with great fear, and he went up into the ship and returned back again. Now the man out of whom the devils were departed besought him that he might be with him, for Jesus sent him away, saying, Return to thy house and show how great things God has done unto who? Unto thee. He told one person to go and show. He told one person to do what? Shut up. Now, so you can't just do what everybody's doing. If, it, listen, if that person had gone to testify, that thing would have been reversed. That's why I said they shouldn't testify. In fact, there was a person who was listening to a message once. Oh, well, maybe I shouldn't say it like that. Okay. Maybe I shouldn't say it. But sometimes, so that people don't, but, yeah, I'm not testifying again. Okay. But sometimes God, I'm just, I'm just trying to say that your work with God is a personal thing. You can't just, that someone does something, you can't just say that it's general, everybody must do it. All right? It's a personal thing. You, you can't just say, ah, what are you saying? God told me to testify. That doesn't mean that he told somebody else to go public with something that he did within their own lives. This is why you have to have your identity in God. You, you have to be an individual there, all right, under the authority of God. Now, you're not being an individual to be, to be a troublesome person where you are saying, I'm being an individual. We are talking about being, all right, under the authority of God. And when the, you are under the authority of God and being an individual, you will have an ornament of a meek and quiet spirit. 
What a meek and quiet spirit means is one, a teachable spirit that listens to what God is saying. But the word quiet means a spirit that doesn't get disturbed, neither disturbs anybody. So you cannot be in a group or in an office and say that you are being disruptive of things going there because you are being yourself. Do you get what I'm saying here? All right? That's not what it is. All right? It is an ornament of a meek, all right, and a quiet spirit is your identity right there in God. Now, how do you come into this and get to this place where you are walking through, all right, your own identity? Isaiah 49, verse 9. I just want to show something about it. It says, those who are in darkness, they should come forth. Isaiah 49, verse 9. That thou mayest say to the prisoners, go forth. And to them that are in darkness, show yourselves. Look, look, many people are not showing who they really are. People hide, all right, within themselves who they are because they are, they, 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 they are afraid of, of being, all right, rejected. They are afraid of, of, of they're, they're not sure they, they are almost um, trained to undermine who they really are. And we've got to find a way in which you begin to live out. That's what he's saying. You carry that cross. It's going to take you through things, but he says, don't lose yourself. You will find yourself and you will live your life. Now, how do you get into this? And how do people who have a very strong sense of identity how did they get there? That's what I want to show here. How did they get to the point where you can, even if, the, even if everybody in the world doesn't agree with them, if that's their conviction, they are going with it. All right? How do people get to that place there where they have that internal capacity to follow through on what they really, really believe on the inside of them. Now, it comes from their discovery during a time of personal crisis. In other words, when you are going through some adversity or facing challenges in your own life, the discoveries that you make that you as a person practice and solves the problems in your own personal space. That's why David had the courage to take off the armor of Saul. The reason was that he had used the sling and the stone to kill a bear and a lion, faced his own personal challenges with it, so he had that courage. That's why he could come out and talk. And I don't even think that he consciously was saying those things. As in that he went down. No, he just, ah, what, what's going on here? No, 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 no. You can't take this. No, 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 no. I mean, he had already said it before. You know, they must have said, who told you to talk? What are you saying? It was, that was his authentic self there. And that's why if you dodge the 
challenges in your own personal life. You dodge them. And you try to find a way around them without going through them. Then what happens is you won't become a person of real character. When things happen, you'll be dodgy too. But when you face issues, I've said this before, are more. Uh -huh. In other words, what they are saying is that there are people with character disorders who wear suits and ties, who have looked very sharp. But when you interact with them, it's, it's actually what the scripture calls it is confusion of faces. All right? You can have almost four personalities in one. You can have somebody who is distinctively like this, distinctly. Say, so where is that coming from? Right? It is the refusal of that person to face challenges. See, that's why when a plant grows, it grows upright. What, what's it growing? It's growing. I mean, we saw it's growing towards the sun. Now, now, the sun represents in scripture trials and tribulation. There's a book called The Obstacle is the Way. It's a very powerful book. Or in business, which means that obstacle is the way. Where you find the obstacle is exactly where you should go to. All right? Which means the Goliath is what you should confront. Don't dodge it. Because if you dodge Goliath today and nobody knows, tomorrow something is going to happen and you'll behave like that subconsciously. So there are challenges that you will face, all right, in your own life. And as you Take those challenges knowing that it's not an issue of I don't deserve this. It's not supposed to be, or you said it's not my portion. Look, leave all that. Eh? I don't deserve this. Why, why should it come my way? Yes, you don't deserve it. But it is assigned to you because that is what will be used to bring out who you really are and your inheritance. Joseph didn't deserve to be treated by his brothers the way he was treated. But if he was going to become whom he was supposed to be, that was the program of God for him. In that, that is what God says we're going to use to bring out who you really are. Now, so if you're going to go back and say, well, I don't deserve this, I don't deserve then, but that's what's going to bring out. So you've got to look at it this way. So you are facing challenge. I'm going to show you here. And the things that you discover, that you as a person, you practice. So this is not that you are being stubborn, proud, or arrogant. This is that while you were, all right, you even had this position before. But while you were waiting on God to deal with certain issues in your life, certain things were shown to you. You put those things into practice and it now developed on the inside of you. That's why you can't come and meet me and tell me that. You see, you can't come and meet me and tell me that hey, you should curse your enemies because somebody said somewhere that they are cursing their enemies. You can't come and meet me and tell me that kind of nonsense. The reason is this. Is inside the scripture, love your enemies. I have practiced it. I've seen the results of it. Do you get what I'm saying here? I have practiced it. I've seen the results. People that say those things and repeat it, they heard somebody else say it. That's why Job said, I heard of thee with the hearing of my ear, but now with my own eyes, I see thee. 
So what's going on in terms of identity is people are taking what they were told, not what they discovered. So it's just like head mentality, all right? Whereby, and that's what happened. Look, look, the toughest work in this world is to think. The hardest work, you may think, to sit down and think is the hardest work. And most people on the earth, majority of people have, what's the word to use now? Have outsourced their thinking to other people. So it's almost like you do the thinking, and then tell us what the opinion is. And what we're going to do is, we're going to follow through on that opinion. You can even take hard data and show people that contradicts conclusions that they have made. But they don't want to face those numbers. They don't want to trouble themselves and look into things. They don't want to peel those layers. They would just rather, all right, just go through or or what everybody is thinking about and just following everybody there. And that's why I keep saying this here, particularly when it even comes to Pentecostal movement here. I was saying this during the workers' meeting. We lack theological depth in Pentecostal movement. We don't have theological depth. All right? Okay? We don't really have theological depth in it. We are more, you know, motivational and inspirational than real theological depth there. Uh, and, and so, it is even likely, you can test what I'm saying, test what I'm saying. You go to a Catholic church, just test what I'm saying. Shabir, you say you know the Bible. Hmm? Uh, you have Bible, you have the Holy Ghost. Go to Catholic or go to any of these where they are preaching. You will hear them start saying some things that you, that you say you have Holy Ghost you realize you don't know those things. Because they went to school of theology. They told them many, they many, many things. Our own is just uh, the seven principle of this finish. Uh, second, seven of that, finish. This podcast is brought to you by the Covenant Nation. For more information, visit www.insightsforliving.org. Thank you and God bless.